Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 26, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And also don't forget to check out my other podcast, uh, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, Schwan Humes and I will be talking uh, women's MMA in this week in the UFC uh, tomorrow. Anyways, I've got a bunch of new videos up on the blog, both uh, uh, UFC and uh, WWE. The first one, we're going to look at the two UFC videos from last Saturday. The first one is Shanna Dobson versus Maria Agapova. And uh, Shanna is on a three-fight losing streak, but she has moved from her home in Washington to Elevation Fight Team in Denver, led by head coach Elliot Marshall. So it's her second fight there, so we'll see if they can make some progress with her. Uh, Maria is 23 years old from Kazakhstan, but she now trains an American top team in Florida. A couple of years ago, she lost to Tracy Cortez in the Contender Series. After winning a couple of fights in Invicta, Maria returned to the UFC in June and won a lopsided win over Hannah Cyphers. What we've seen a lot of in the uh, uh, pandemic era is a, a, a lot of short-notice uh, matches, and that was one of them, okay? Uh, Apparently, both fighters dropped out, and they needed Hannah to fill in. She's not a very good fighter. She won. Uh, Maria won pretty easily, and so the problem was it led to uh, her being a prohibitive betting favorite in this fight. Now, listen, I don't gamble, so I don't pay attention to that stuff, but UFC broadcaster John Anik is an expert, and he thought the odds were out of whack, Okay. I don't know what the hell people are looking at. You got me. So anyway, Maria came out like a house on fire. The problem was when she wasn't able to get a finish, she ran out of gas and Shayna won by TKO in round two. So it was a big win for Shayna because it, it, it just means Marshall has made some progress with her. Now what ATT needs to do is teach Maria to pace herself so she can last three rounds, okay? Um, you know, there are improve these improvements take time. So you know, be patient with her. She's 23 years old. She's young, okay? And I think uh, Conan Silvera was in her corner, and he trains Amanda Nunez, so he knows what he's doing. So don't write her off. You know, it's just uh, the, the whole business of the betting odds, you know, I don't take that into consideration when I look at fights. You know, that's all it comes down to. Okay, the second fight was Amanda Limos versus Mizuki. That's strawweight. So Amanda is 33 years old from Belém, Brazil. After a two-year drug suspension, she easily beat Amanda Granger in Korea. Uh, Mizuki is 26 years old from Japan. She now trains at Cerro Longo in Long Island, New York. She won her UFC debut last year in China. Now, a lot of this fight was in the clinch on the fence. And though Mizuki seemed to be controlling the clinch, it's not usually a way to win fights. So... All Jermaine Sterling kept yelling at Mizuki to go for a takedown. He was doing this for the entire fight, okay? And I think if she had success with that early in the fight, she could have won. But by the time she tried it in the third round, it was too late, and she was unsuccessful. Okay, meanwhile, Amanda knocked Mizuki down in round one and controlled the striking exchanges at a distance because she had a, you know, a, she had a uh, reach advantage. She didn't dominate Mizuki, but she did enough to win the fight 30-27. Now, Japanese fighters do not lift weights, okay? So I think that is something Mizuki needs to do if she is going to compete in the UFC. She has to improve her strength and conditioning. 
So again, when you have a fighter and she's developing, you have to figure out what she needs to do. And I mean, Amanda, she isn't even a top fighter, but Mizuki needs to beat these kind of fighters to get ranked. Anyways, both of those videos are up on my blog. Now, let's talk about SummerSlam. So first, now, as you probably know, Asuka had two matches at SummerSlam, okay? She was in this battle royal, and it got her a second match. So she, she, the first match, which led off the show, she challenged Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then later in the show, she challenged Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. So this whole thing is more about the endless tease of a Bailey sasha split. They've been teasing a split between those two for like two years, man. Anyway, the plan is for Bailey. The plan, as far as Bailey and Sasha were concerned, is to soften up Asuka so she has easy pickings for Sasha. Of course, things don't work out especially for Sasha, but the key to both matches is Asuka's selling of offense and overcoming the beating. This match is very competitive, but Bailey injures Asuka's knee, and that gives her an edge. But she can't put Asuka away. When Sasha distracts Asuka, Bailey takes advantage and wins with an inside cradle. And afterwards, they gang up on Asuka. So obviously, the second match is an uphill battle for Asuka. So at that point, all is well for Bailey and Sasha. So that's really what this whole Mishigasa is about, right? So all is well with Sasha and Bailey, for now. The, this match is pretty good, so be sure to watch it, especially since it wasn't posted online and I had to manipulate video footage to get it on, to get it on my blog. So now we go to the second match, okay, which is later in the show. And, you know, commentary sells that Asuka is damaged from the first match, especially her left knee. Said, oh, she, you know, she's worse for wear, you know, blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. Anyway, this leads to Sasha acting like an idiot, underestimating Ash, Asuka, which is, that's a huge mistake, right? At first, Sasha dominates, but Asuka returns fire, so the match is very competitive. Asuka took another, remember that power bomb she took a few weeks ago from Nia Jax on the floor? Remember that? She did it again, okay? She took a power bomb. It was like a sunset flip power bomb on the floor. And this time, it looked like she hit the back of her head on the floor. So when fans expressed concern on Twitter, Oscar, Oscar responded that her body is sore. She wanted to make it look like she hit her head, okay? She says she did not hit her head, but she took it on her neck. Okay, so, I mean, <laughs> clearly, Asuka is a master of taking bumps. So, you know, she sold the bump on the floor for a while, and then she got back to the match. And so the finish comes when Bailey tries to interfere, and Asuka knocks her off, knocks her on the floor, knocks her to the floor uh, for a while with a, um, I think it was a spinning back fist. Knocks her on the floor. When it knocks her on the floor with spinning back, back fist. Oh, sorry about that. Asuka and Sasha exchanged their finishers. After Asuka secured the Asuka lock, Bailey was nowhere to be seen. So Asuka wins the Raw Women's Championship, which she never should have lost in the first place. She was so happy afterwards. She posted a picture on um, uh, Instagram 
You should have seen the smile on her face. It was wonderful, okay? So, and, and, and of course, the Bailey uh, Sasha tease continues, right? So now I was asked about Asuka maybe winning both titles, okay? As it relates to the Bailey Sasha story, that probably doesn't matter. Um, my guess is Asuka doesn't want both belts because with the WWE going live, she would have to be on both shows and stay in Orlando. She wants to go home to Las Vegas. She doesn't want to be in Orlando all the time. So it's just not practical, right? I'm, I'm glad she got the Rob belt back because, like I said, she shouldn't have lost it in the first place, okay? It was a stupid decision by Vince McMahon, all right? Now, they did a rematch for the title on Monday's Raw in a lumberjack bet. Ugh. You know, I don't know why the WWE... Well, we'll tell you why in a minute, but I don't know why they did a lumberjack match. It, it didn't work very well. Bailey wanted to use that feature to interfere, and she wouldn't let the others get involved. So when Asuka went after Bailey, Bailey tried to hide behind the other girls, but Asuka pushed them aside when Bailey grabbed a chair from underneath the ring. See, Shayna Baszler stopped her from using it. So, now, this weekend on the um, Payback show, Shayna and Nia Jax will challenge Bailey and Asuka for the Women's Tag Team Championships, right? So, once, so once uh, that happened, Asuka secured the Asuka lock because, you know, Sasha was distracted, right? And she retained the title. It's not the greatest match, but, you know, check it out and see if you like it. Anyway... All those videos are up on my blog. As I said, this weekend there will be a payback show. I do not know if Asuka's on the show. There is a match tonight on NXT, which I'm sure I'll have on the blog tomorrow. It's going to be um, uh, Io Shirai and um, Rhea Ripley versus um, uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. That's going to be tonight on uh, NXT. I uh, don't know if I'm going to watch the show. I haven't decided yet. Uh, anyway, let's get to this Saturday's UFC show. Uh, there's three women's matches on the show. The first one is at flyweight. Ji Yeon Kim versus Alexa Grasso. So G, uh, Alexa Grasso uh, is moving up from uh, strawweight. She uh, did not make weight for her last fight. And so she's decided to move up to flyweight. Uh, Alexa is from Mexico. She trains at her father's gym. And, um, you know, she's she's basically a points fighter, okay? I don't think that she's an elite fighter. You know, the the type of uh, fighters that she beats, you know, are basically fighters who aren't as good as her. All right? Uh, Jion Kim is from Korea. Um... I actually think uh, her, you know, like she's from Incheon, Korea. Uh, her in the UFC, she's like uh, uh, three and two or something like that. Um, I actually think she uh, throws harder than uh, Alexa, so I don't think it's an easy fight for Alexa. Okay, uh, G is a pretty good fighter. All right, so we'll see what happens with that. But like I said. Like I said, we'll see how things go for Alexa at flyweight. She's a little small for a flyweight, okay? All right, 
Second fight, we have Mallory Martin versus Hannah Cyphers. That is at um, strawweight. Uh, Mallory uh, is an, was an Invicta fighter. She made her debut last February and lost to Verna Jandaroba. Okay. Um, you know, uh, she's, uh, it's, she's unproven at this level. So uh, losing to that fighter... I mean, she's facing here somebody who's nowhere near as good, and that's Hannah Cyphers. Hannah, I thought they would have released her already, but uh, Hannah is now on a three-fight losing streak. So she's, um, you know, basically three, something like two and four in the UFC. And uh, she's looked pretty bad in her last couple of fights. And um, I, to me, like when I saw her uh, in... Um, her fights that were before the UFC, mainly she's a striker. And in, in, and in those smaller companies, she seemed to have knockout power. Sometimes that doesn't translate well to the UFC. Like sometimes, you know, the competition level is so low uh, in some of these smaller companies that it doesn't really, uh, it, 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 do, it gives you a false impression of the fighter. And in this case, I think that's the case with Hannah. She just, we haven't seen that from her in the UFC. We've seen her look pretty bad getting beat okay all right the other fight also at straw weight is emily whitmire versus pollyanna viana uh both of these i would say are low-level fighters emily was in uh, tough 26 for flyweights but she's actually a straw weight so she's fought all her fights at straw weight to date uh her record in the ufc so far is like two and two or something like that and uh uh, she just hasn't looked very good, in my opinion. I'm not a big, a big fan of hers. Uh, you know, why do they like her? Well, she's an attractive girl. You know, what else is new? Anyway, I'm, I'm just not a fan of hers. Uh, Pollyanna Viana is from uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, she fights at Tata Fight Team. She's 29 years old. She's now on a three-fight losing streak. And the fighters she's lost to, you know, they're just not top fighters so i mean you know she really needs to show uh, like i think she needs to win this fight and if she doesn't win this fight that's it for her okay but uh she hasn't looked good in any of her fights you know you, if you're losing to fighters like veronica macedo and hannah cyphers maybe you're not shouldn't belong don't belong in the ufc okay anyways those three fights those will be saturday at ufc show uh that's about it for t today uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com for those videos. And as I said, we have my other podcast. I'll be doing it tomorrow, uh, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Be sure to check that out. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.